This week on the show, our pop culture news, we talk about the board game Dixit and fortune cookies. It is January 2024, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. How are you doing this week? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah. Me too. You just had a competition yesterday. Uh, yeah, I had a competition for Wintergard yesterday. So it was 13, 13-ish hours. I was out doing practice and stuff. I only had 12-hour practice for drumline yesterday. So you beat me. I was on my feet a lot more than you. My, I had to walk around barefoot almost the whole day. Now my feet hurt. <laughs> yeah. And you were dressed up like a frog? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frog-themed show. <laughs> when you, when I first saw you come out, I thought that you had cat ears on, and then I realized, oh, those are eyes. Yeah, frog <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Did you do good in the competition? We got sixth place. I'm not sure how many groups were competing in our class, but I don't know. Did they give you a good constructive commentary so you can... No. Oh, no? <laughs> They're oh. just like, in sixth place, Irondale Maroon. Oh, so it's not like we're a marching band where they give you comments. No. I mean, yeah, in marching band, they give us like recordings and stuff of <laughs> what we can improve on. Maybe they'll do that for later competitions. It was, it was a very different vibe from a marching band competition where everything feels really serious. It's outside. There's all these stands watching. And it was just in a gym. There's music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. I felt like really relaxed when I was coming in because I was really stressed thinking it'd be the same level of like stress is a marching band competition but everyone seemed really chill and as we were setting up there's all this music playing people were setting up our stuff for us it was pretty nice i'll be interested to see what it'll be like for the drumline because I imagine drumline would be even more stressful than marching band yeah no <laughs> last year we were world champions in our class so this year i'm assuming we'll go back to the world championships for wgi and that'll be intense from what i've heard last year I've heard there's a giant hill that we go down, and it's going to be so bad because we have to move our instruments down and up it. Like, and I have a big Ooh. vibraphone that I have to roll. So it's outside? I'm assuming. I don't I know. I thought that video that no, I watched of you guys was inside. inside. Last year they talked about rolling it down a giant hill. So well, huh. You're probably walking out from the bus into the competition. I can't imagine Dremline would perform outside in the winter. Well, I mean, it's early spring at that time. <laughs> but putting a floor outside? Like, don't you guys have that giant or mat? Maybe it's maybe it's just moving stuff from outside to inside. I, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what I was thinking. That seems odd, though. You'd you'd think you'd want to have a more level area. <laughs> I've heard. It's Is it just big. a part of like the tradition? Like, oh, here comes the hill. <laughs> I don't know, but it, I've heard it's bigger than the hill for Yems, which is our state tournament. That's mm. a big hill. All right, well, let's move on to our pop culture news. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. The new trailer for season three of The Bad Batch oh, is out. Oh, you stole mine. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's why I went first. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that trailer came out, uh, watched it, pretty excited for it. I remember thinking the first season was kind of eh, and then the second season was kind of ah, eh, but then I remember that uh when the we were talking about it season. yeah the end of the season just ramped it up and it was really cool so i'm i'm actually pretty excited to see the third season yeah i'm excited because in the trailer they had asajj ventress 
which is like one of the main villains of the Clone War series who got redeemed near the end of it. Mm. And we have not heard of her since. So that'll be interesting. It's also being touted as the final season. It's the final season. So anyway, yeah, that's coming out. Do you remember the date? I don't remember the date offhand. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be watching it when it comes out. Well, sorry, Evan, you'll have to find something else now. Yeah, I, I have something else, well, I, I thought, guess. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about what you were telling me last night. Well, I I guess I will then. <laughs> the new trailer for the live-action Avatar, The Last Airbender TV show. See, that's show. what I was thinking I was going to talk about, and I knew that one of you were going to talk about it. <laughs> the, the new trailer for that is out, and I didn't realize it was going to be out February 22nd, but... Yeah, soon. I thought it was funny that one of my friends like s- like t- sent me a link to it and they're like, the new Avatar movie is coming out soon. And I was like, what movie? And they're like, it's the new live action movie. And I was like, it's a whole TV show. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited it's, a, for it. it's a good trailer. You get to see a lot of the characters. You still don't like Sokka, right, Dad? As I was saying to you last night, there's a trailer commentary. So they have the... I saw that. <laughs> Did you watch that? Okay. I didn't watch it, but I saw it recommended to oh, me. Oh, yeah. So I watched that, and they had four of the actors. So the actors who play, uh, you know, Aang and Katara, uh, Katara and Sokka, and then um, who's the fire guy? Zuko. Zuko. So they had those four th- sort of commenting on the trailer. And as I was telling Evan, I liked, I actually like the guy they have playing Suko. Sokka? Or, no, Sokka. Blah, 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 blah. Sokka. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I mean, he looks, just when he was sitting there talking about the trailer, I like how he looked there fine, but I think the way they have him made up in the show, it just, it just doesn't feel right to me. Like, I wish they would have just had him look the way he looked on that little... <laughs> trailer or the the commentary i think i would have accepted him far more i don't know it's just i feel like in the in the trailer and in the show he just looks so weird to me the way they have his hair or something i I don't know maybe it'll get better in the show i know i've said that before but but yeah then when i saw him on this little commentary it's like oh he looks i like how he looks here he looks normal i i wish he looked like that in the show (laughs) but whatever okay what's yours when i I couldn't find anything really about pop culture, but then I remembered a cool game that one of my friends brought to school last week, so I thought I'd just talk about that. So it's a game by the same people who made Rise of Resistance, and it, it has sort of the same vibe, except it's more of a mix of the ga- the card game BS and Mafia. Oh. So, like, imagine you each get two characters, and no one can know what the character is. They each have their own unique jobs, and... But you can do these jobs and lie about them. Like you can pretend you have a character if you don't really have it, and you can get away with it. Uh, you can get away with it as long as someone doesn't catch you. And then you're basically using all these jobs to like annihilate everyone else's characters. Wow! You just have to be the last one standing and not get caught lying. <laughs> and how would you get caught lying? Like if someone has if someone, that character, if someone's just like prove it. <laughs> oh, okay. Couldn't you just say that all the time? You could, but then there's a catch. Like, if you tell someone to prove it, and it turns out they were telling the truth, then you have to kill one of your characters. Ah. Uh. So you have to be really sure they're lying. Okay. So you have, like, two lives. Mm-hmm. And this game is called Coup. I don't know if I mentioned that. Is it cards? Do you have cards game? Yeah, kind of? it's like, imagine, like, the Rise of the Resistance is the same kind of style as that. Okay. So there's a central board? Not really a no. board. Okay. 
It's just there are little tokens you can use for coins. So, so what are you doing? Missions or something? How no, is you're it just you're... trying. You're taking turns trying to get coins and kill everyone else's characters. So there's a life counter then, or no? You just have two characters, and once those characters are both dead, then you're out of the game. So I guess I'm wondering. <laughs> I mean, to kill a character, I mean, is it just one shot? And you're dead, or I mean, how do you? Well, is there health or each character has a different job, and depending on which job it is, there's different ways you can kill characters. Hmm. So that's where like the lying comes in, because there's a job where it takes you three coins to kill someone, which is the assassin. But if you don't have the assassin, you could still use these three coins to be like, oh, I'm going to assassinate you, and then you just have to hope someone doesn't say prove it. <laughs> All right. Oh, interesting. We'll have to look at that sometime. All right, should we move on to today's topic? Sure. All right, today's topic is the board game Dixit. Yes, the first time I played Dixit, it was actually the same friend who introduced me to the game that I just talked about. <laughs> what do you think about it back then? I thought I, I immediately loved it. I think I played it first in like fifth grade. It was kind of a different version, but basically the same. Oh, so you've known about this game a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just, for the longest time, I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> so. Well, why don't you dive into it? Tell us, give us an overview of what the game is. So this is a, I wouldn't really call it strategy. It's just kind of a really chill game. Like, imagine all these cards. Each card has a painting, drawing on it, something kind of nonsensical or magical and then everyone gets six of these cards they hide them there's one person who's called the storyteller they get to pick one of their own cards reveal to everyone a clue that would hint to them like what their card is they put the card face down and then sort of like apples to apples everyone else has to pick one of their own cards that matches up with that clue and try to get other people to pick their cards instead of the storytellers and people get points if they p- actually correctly find the storyteller's cards. And people also get points if they get other players to choose their card. And then, But then there's another rule that if, if too many people vote for yours, you don't get So points? if you're the storyteller, you want to have a clue that will clue people in to- into on what your card is, but you don't want a really obvious clue. Because if you, if you have a card that has a bunny on it, you put it in and you're just like, Bunny! then everyone's going to know what card it is. So you want to get two or three people to pick your card, but you can't have over a certain amount pick your card, otherwise you don't get points because your clue was too obvious. <laughs> right, right. That, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, you don't want no one to pick your card. So. <laughs> and then scoring? Scoring. I wonder if scoring works differently for different groups of people. No, I'm talking about the board with the little rabbits that you move around. Ah, uh. So it's kind of like an average board game. You're moving depending on how many points you have. Eventually you get to the end. (laughs) You have a central scoreboard. Uh, There's little wooden rabbit characters. (laughs) Everyone has a different colored rabbit. Everyone has a different color. You kind of suck if you're colorblind. And there's there's eight people can play this. Is that right? Yeah. How many people did we play it with? Because we played it at a party that we were having. Yeah, it's three to eight people. Ages 8 plus says 30 minutes. And yeah, we, we did play it at a party. We played it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked that? out okay. But... It worked out okay, but yeah. So I should talk about that, how the guessing goes. So the guessing. Once everyone's put in their card, 
that they're trying to get other people to guess. They all get flipped over. No one knows who anyone else's card is, and you're trying to like decide which one's the storyteller's card because that's the only way you can get points. So, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Hang on. So you have a little <laughs> dial, right? You have a little card with a dial with numbers one through all eight right. on it. Right. Yeah. So each of the cards in the middle corresponds to a different number. So you on your dial, put in the number that corresponds to the card you think is the storyteller's card, and then you, at the same time, everyone reveals which number they picked. And so that's how you kind of do it anonymously, instead of having one person be like, oh, I think it's that card. Yeah, when we played it at our party, we misread the rules or something, and we were just saying which one we wanted, which <laughs> which to me felt, I don't know, it didn't feel right, because you could you could almost get people to vote for things like if you put yours in right away you could get people to vote for it or or you could mislead people i i don't know it, or, or there are people who are just like you know no one else has voted for this one so i'm gonna vote for right that. yeah <laughs> yeah so i think the anonymous way is is much better mm-hmm. i prefer the way we played it it made oh, really? it more fun <laughs> but then i we never had the situation happen where more than three people picked one that is true, yeah. Because people were probably like, oh, well, then that person will get points. So I'll make a different <laughs> Right, <one." laughs> right, yeah. It's kind of a drawback. So, yeah, so you're supposed to do it anonymously, and there's these little counters that come in the box, like with a little spinner on each one, and then you, you set it to the number that you're going to choose and then put it upside down, mm-hmm. and everyone reveals them. And then you move your little rabbit piece, and the first person to get to the end is the winner. Yeah. I've played this game like many times and so far i've never gotten to like the end of the game within half an hour which is the time it says on the board but i'm wondering if that's because like i'm not doing the scoring right or something like maybe people are supposed to be getting more points than i'm actually giving them so we're not moving far enough uh or we're taking so long to discuss things yeah because I brought this game to Poetry Club. We played it the correct way. We spent an hour playing it, and we only got, like, halfway through. <laughs> hmm. I feel like we played it pretty fast when we... We didn't get to the end. Yeah, like, we didn't get to the, the end. The New Year's happened, we were, like, less than halfway through. I think only Evan was, like, at the halfway point. I was past the halfway no, point. No, I thought he, I thought we totally got to the end. I was, like, two-thirds finished. Okay, well... Why would we have quit, then? Because the we wanted New Year to play happened. other games. No, it was the New Year. It was, like... We played this game on New Year's Eve, and then yeah. it was like 11.55 or something. And like, oh, let's just say Evan won. Yeah, huh. that's what we did. <laughs> I could have sworn that we actually finished. but Okay, so you think that the time in the box is, is shorter than what it actually takes. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing, though. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I was just doing the scoring wrong, because when I did play this at Poetry Club, I was only giving everyone like one point for everyone who guessed it. Where at New Year's, I think I was giving them two points, so I don't know. Okay, so read the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. (laughs) If you get this game, read the rules. (laughs) It works either way. Just I guess there's a certain way it's supposed to be. So, yeah, fun board game, fun whimsical art. It's a good conversation starter. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I really like all the art. It's all very dreamlike. Pick pick one or two and describe so so people know what we're talking about. This is, like, my favorite card in the game. It's an orange cat coming up to jump on this circular glowing blue orb, and there's a little goldfish inside of it, and then there's stars in the background. That's, like, my favorite card in the game. (laughs) So if you got that card, what would be your hint? I think I've gotten this card before, and I said, like, surprise or something. One of my friends got it and said mystical. I think 
I was the first person to give a hint in the game that we played, and I think I did really good because I got only three people specifically to guess my card. And it was a boy riding a unicorn, and the unicorn magically made a bridge over a big gap. It was really weird. And I said, creativity fills trenches or something. And I made sure that it wasn't inherently specific to my card, but also specific enough. So you can say whole phrases, yeah, not just a single word. Nobody else said phrases. I think that's a key point. One thing that really stuck with me that was... That when we played this at New Year's Eve, Dad had a friend who put in a card and said Aurora, and then so we flipped it all the cards over, and everyone picked the cards that had like actual like Aurora on them, but the actual card was just like a cradle in the woods, and that was supposed to be like Baby Princess Aurora. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was like no one made that connection. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. So good party game. Mm-hmm. Have you played it with just three people? Yes, the first time I brought this out i was at a friend's house and it was just three of us do you like it better with with more people or fewer people i think i prefer it with more people it just adds more anonymity (laughs) okay yeah and piecewise a lot of pieces or is it pretty it's pretty compact right yeah it's not there's all the rabbit i guess it's just the cards yeah Yeah. i wish there were more cards you wish there were more okay because i feel like after a certain time of playing this game, it's, you go through all the cards pretty fast. Because <laughs> mm. if you have eight people, especially, every single round, everyone's taking another card, so that's eight cards gone every round. And there's only like 50 or something, so you go through pretty fast if you think about it. <laughs> Are there only 50? Maybe it's more. That says 84 cards. Oh. So I guess then after about... If you have eight people, after 10 rounds, you're out of cards. Anything else you want to add or comment on? I know there's there's also another version of this game where it's uh, only a four-person game. And instead of having this kind of square-like scoring board where you're moving in like a square shape, it's like just a straightforward game. It's a long board. Everyone's moving in a straight line to get to the finish, and there's only four people. So it's if you want like more of a smaller game with less pieces, I guess you can find that one. I don't know. I think it's just Dixit, like maybe four person edition. I don't know. Dixit Mini. <laughs> that was the first version of the game I ever played. Dixit Junior. <laughs> so I'm wondering if this is just the party version and that's the normal version. Ah, uh, okay. Every time I look at that box, I just see Die X It. <laughs> like Die is dating it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wonder what the significance of the name is. Like Dixit. All right, well, I will put a picture of the box up on our website, like I always do with games, and uh, I guess uh, let's give it a rating. What do we think? I enjoy this game, especially since the only time that I played it, I won. <laughs> well, apparently not, according to Linnea. <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> no, but still he was won. in first place. So. I mean, I thought you won, but... I still won. It's just that the game ended while I was winning. I enjoy the game. I think that it's a fun way to think about stuff deeply and get a connection with things that you would not have before. So I'm going to give it like an 8 out of 10. I think I'd give it like maybe a 10 out of 10. Nice, yeah. I was going to give it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was a lot of fun. The art is great. Pretty straightforward to learn, other than that we didn't do the little number things right. (laughs) Uh, But now we know that and... uh, yeah, I definitely am looking forward to playing again with a group of people sometime. I feel like you can learn a lot about the people you're playing with. 
like what kind of cards they put in yeah. what kind of clues they give <laughs> kind of like, like, a, <laughs> like a big psychology experiment yeah like how how did you think that related to the clue <laughs> like it's cool to see how the connections are made yeah yeah it's a good conversation starter too well there we go that's our discussion of dixit let's move on to fortune, fortune cookies, cookies which we have this week You will be transforming a situation in your life now with a positive attitude. What? You will be transforming a situation in your life now with a positive attitude. Oh. I feel like that could use a few commas. <laughs> Run on sentence. <laughs> Beauty surrounds you because you create it. Aww. Mine is an ad. An enjoyable vacation is waiting for you on a cruise. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> don't get sick. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe that's where your drumline will be. I I don't think so. <laughs> Unless we luck out. I don't think I'd ever go on a cruise. I've been traumatized by the by the Titanic and the pandemic. You you worry that every cruise is going to be like the Titanic. And every single cruise, I'd either be worried about, oh no, I'm going to drown, or oh no, someone has a deadly disease, and now we're all going to die. <laughs> going to be a zombie apocalypse on your cruise specifically yeah has there ever been a zombie movie on a boat where people can't get off because they're in the middle of the ocean zomboat zomboat the movie rated up all right we need to trademark that right now no one take that idea this is zomboat <laughs> zomboat I, i'm looking it up all right you want to sign us off linnea sure this has been your weekly episode of lunchbox reaction <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you consider looking into the game Dixit. And yeah, this has been Brian. That's me. Evan. That's me. And me. And we will see you on the next episode at the lunch table. (laughs) You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. You can email us at lunchboxreaction at gmail.com if you want to send us a little message. <laughs> All right. Oh, there, there is, there's not a zombie cruise movie, but there is a book and there is an actual cruise ship. Or maybe it's a game. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. At, at the, the lunch, lunch table. table. So, so long. long. So long.